Hello, this is the Young Gunners podcast from the Texas Young Lawyers Association. We cut through the noise and discuss practical tips and challenges facing new attorneys in Texas and the United States. I'm your host, Nick Gwynn. I'm an IP attorney in San Antonio, Texas with the firm Gunley and Cave. Our guest today is Mark Galvin. Mark is the president of ePresence and a whiz with LinkedIn. Mark is a 25-year veteran of the hospitality industry, having worked at numerous hotels in and around Atlanta. And ePresence, his company is five years old, a full-service social media agency. Mark, of course, specializes in LinkedIn. Mark joins us today from Atlanta, Georgia. He will talk to us about LinkedIn and the ways attorneys can get the most out of LinkedIn and their networks. Mark, good morning. Thank you for being here. Good morning, Nick. Good to see you, sir. Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and and the work you do for your clients? You bet. So uh, you already mentioned that ePresence is a full-service social media agency. So we do everything that you could imagine when it comes to social media. Um, So typically when someone thinks of a social media group, they would manage a company's online social media profile, which is what we do. And from a chiropractic group in Atlanta to dentists to an AV company out of Ohio, those are some some samples. We'll manage their online presence. And so that is every place that they're, well, we figure out where their audience is and we'll go there and meet them from Facebook to Instagram to, uh, to Snapchat, of course, on LinkedIn, as well as Twitter. So we'll manage all of those areas. However, ePresence started as a personal social media management agency. So we also have the component where we'll go in and manage the C-suite. And that would include the the CEO, the president, and all of the upper level executives because they all need to be online and active and supporting the company brand. So we help with that too. So that kind of hits all the different levels of what we'll do. Uh, we also have a collegiate piece where we'll help college students uh, figure out how to get online and stay online to help them get into get that job or uh, just have an appropriate professional presence because they're great at Snapchat, but they don't understand LinkedIn. So we kind of check all those boxes, which is a lot of fun. We enjoy what we do. And oftentimes we're helping people who uh, understand social media is important, but just don't want to do it themselves. Okay. Well, Mark, you uh, you mentioned audiences, and I know I've encountered the, the term target audience. What is it, and, and how do you find it? What do you do about that? You bet. So a target audience is, uh, it is really identifies your, in the most basic sense, your customer. And when you're developing a marketing plan or a strategic marketing plan, the first thing you have to understand is, who's your audience? If you do not know that, then it's a little more difficult to put together marketing. So for example, uh, Nick, if your target audience would be business owners or corporations, which I'm sure is kind of the, a little bit of a segment, you probably have it more granular at your firm, you're not going to want to go onto Snapchat. So your audience is going to be in certain places. And what you want to do is make sure you go and find the location where your audience resides. There's a lot of market analysis. Uh, you know, one of the things, for example, 
back in the day when people would advertise on television. They'd pick a television show based on the demographics of that audience. Everybody needs to do the same thing. And when you are formatting your own personal or professional social media platforms and how do you communicate on them, you need to make sure you're using the voice that your audience appreciates. So what's that audience? You got to step back and oftentimes you don't know and you may have to tease that out a bit. Best way to figure out who your audience is if you're new to your space is ask other people that are in that space who their target audience is. Or once you've established yourself, go to your clients and start asking them about themselves, finding out what they do, who they are, get a little bit more information about them and find out where they do business or where they are, where their social media is. And you'll have a better idea of where those folks are. Now, I will tell you, there's a lot of other things that you can do. There's a lot of uh, places, for example, digital media will give you options to track down your target audience based on business title and so on. And so that's also a, a good source. So there's a couple of ways to do it, but your target audience is your customer and you want to make sure you speak to them. Okay. I imagine that, you know, when you, when you get on LinkedIn and you're trying to promote yourself, you know, you don't want to take a shotgun approach and just, you know, just do everything and anything and everything. You want to be a little bit more focused and have some type of strategy. Um, can, can you explain why that might be important and, and how to develop an, a strategy? Yeah, I'm going to give you a, a real granular example to start off with, and then we'll go something a little more universal and strategic. We've all been on Facebook. And if you have a company page on Facebook, specifically, you've probably seen this. You have a post and you put it out there and and Facebook will come back to you and say, hey, this, this post is great. Would you like to promote it? Would you like to put some advertising dollars behind it? And it seems pretty, well, I think it, it, it looks like a great idea. However, it's not a good idea if it's not supporting your overall strategy because Facebook doesn't know your strategy. They don't know who your target audience is. They really don't care. Quite frankly, they just want you to spend money with them. So that's an example of not having a strategy and potentially putting money behind something that doesn't support that overall strategy. What you should do is figure out, number one, who's that target audience? So once you've determined who that target audience is, and I tell you what, for the sake of this conversation, Nick, can I use you as an example? Please. We'll, we'll kind of, we're going to play around with, you know, if you will, come up with the strategy. And I think that we can, this will be a throughput, uh, you know, uh, we can pull this all the way through today's session, today's talk. So would it be fair to say that your target audience would be business owners and corporations? So folks that are looking to develop a um, something that needs to be trademarked or copyrighted. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and, and this is one of the things that we would do. So if, if Nick and I were working together on this, we are probably going to keep circling back to that target audience because as we have conversations, Nick's going to say, oh, wait a minute, we got to add this group in here. And so that's fine, right? That's part of the process. So we're going to, we have identified that audience we are looking for, and let's say we're looking for organizations that have 500 or more employees, let's just say, right? And that may not be exact, but let's say that's the case. And you can also come up with a revenue figure, right? You're looking for companies that are an X revenue, but Let's be honest, you'll probably add in that uh, startups because they certainly have money that will need to make sure that they are 
protected through the systems that you help them protect it. But there it is. So let's say that 500, we're looking for companies that have 500 more employees. And let's, and then we could get a little more granular. Let's say they're in manufacturing. So there we go. That's our, that's our, uh, one of our target audience, but for this conversation, that is the target audience. So once we have that, how do we talk to them? Right? So if they're manufacturing, I want to be careful not to go into certain subjects that'll simply not be interesting to them. So for example, if I were, um, if I were talking about how, um, how ladies perfume is really selling well today. Okay. It, it doesn't really apply to manufacturing, but if I were to say, here's some information about um, robotics that will help improve the manufacturing process, right? And I, I know this may not have anything to do with you, Nick, but this is something you've come across and you could say, this is something I think is interesting that helps manufacturers perform better. Well, you're developing a voice, you're speaking specifically to manufacturers, and we could play around with that a little bit more, but your goal is let's have a message that speaks directly to them. There's also something else important here as part of that strategy, and you want to create this, remember, you're on social media. People do business with people, uh, and people will interact with people. So you need to still be a person, a human being in your social media. So sharing things about uh, congratulations to others. Um, uh, maybe there's a maybe you experience a great customer service from an organization. You want to recognize them. I think that's a great thing to do on social. Or maybe you ran across. You had somebody call you and say, "I had a question." Somebody called me about. Like, this is, uh, I, I get this one really well. Um, how do I know if my brand or the name of my brand is already reserved by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, right? And you could say, well, this, you know, if you're looking to see if you're, you're you know, some keywords, this is how you do it. You could walk through that. That is specifically targeting your audience. Don't get out of that lane. And if you're working on that strategy from a high level, you know that you're going to stay within it. It's sort of like having a branding strategy. If your brand is, is all blues, you don't want to have a bunch of marketing materials go out with reds and greens and purples because it doesn't work with your strategy. It, it, it's too far outside of your lane. So coming up with that, and it needs to be an annual strategy. How much money am I going to spend? Where am I going to spend my money? And stay focused on that and be willing to adjust that. So if you've got print dollars going out and you've got uh, radio dollars going out and then social media dollars, not to say that you should be checking all those boxes, Nick, but let's say you're doing all those things. Let's make sure that that strategy that you're working in and you're staying controlled and you're spending that budget number. Now, after a while, you may say, we're getting zip from radio. So let's, and we're performing better on social. So let's take some of those dollars that we're spending on radio and push them over into, into social. All of those things, those are the tactics that you'll develop. But again, you keep in mind, we're always looking at who's our target audience. How do we make sure we speak to them? Where do we find them? And developing that strategy is so, so important. And this is true from a, a personal perspective. Let's say someone is trying to develop a personal brand. You got to think of a personal brand side who's my audience, right? And if my audience is going to receive me best in such a format, I need to make sure that I show up that way. What do you think? Questions about that? Did I cover it, you think? 
Yeah, I think that that's excellent. And I think that segues into the the next thing I wanted to ask you about, because um, we're talking about it's your effect of building your brand. Um, and if you think about your LinkedIn profile as kind of a branding page saying, this is who you are, this is what you're all about. What, what should a young lawyer or any business person, especially young lawyers, be putting on their LinkedIn pages so that they really make a pop and they're resonating with their target audience? That's a great question. The, so do remember what I just said. You've identified your target audience. Now you want to start communicating. I would encourage all of you to have a some sort of note-taking method. That may be a pad for some of you. For others, it may be a digital note-taking uh, uh, system. I like, for example, I like a program called Evernote. And the reason I like Evernote is it is everywhere. I have no idea if that's why the name is called Evernote. I'm not sure. But I can go into Evernote and I can make a note on my phone and it will show up on my iPad and on my desktop. So I love that. And there's a lot of versions of that. So that's not the only one there. But Nick, let's say you picked up the phone one day and you called me and you said, hey, Mark, I'm trying to figure out how do I change my URL on my LinkedIn profile so it's customized? Because mine's got this name, got my name in there and a bunch of numbers. I go through that with you and I show you how to do that. Well, I make a note. Nick called about LinkedIn URLs. I now have content that, and look, Nick, let's say that you're part of my target audience. I now have content that I can share on my social media. Now, how can I do that? You can do video, right? As crazy as that sounds, grab your phone, start talking to your phone and just share this. Hey, here's a tip that uh, something I could do is I had someone call me today. They were wondering how they could change their URL on LinkedIn. This is the, these are the steps that you go through. You could share your screen. And you can do that on Zoom. Zoom will allow you to share your screen and you could record it and record it locally. And you could push that out as a post or just type it out. Go ahead and say, had a call today, blah, blah, blah. These are the steps. You could put links and help screen uh, buttons on there. That is the easiest way to come up with content that is going to speak to your audience. That's also, and most importantly, it's personal. It is you. There's a rule I want you to follow whenever you're posting something on social. Our tendency is we want business, right? We want people to call us. We want, you know, all of you need more clients. You're probably trying to grow your, your clientele. If you are only selling, hey, I am the best lawyer in Texas that does X. And you say that all the time. I'm, you know, I've, this client's been happy with this and this client's happy with that. And I think that's important. Don't get me wrong. If you say it all the time, I am not interested in what you have to say because you give me no value. And everybody needs to remember, we are extremely self-centered, right? We wake up in the morning thinking about ourselves. We wake up in the morning. How do I succeed? How do, what do I need to do? How do I get the best lunch? I really want a tasty lunch today. How do I get a good lunch? It is all about ourselves, even though we don't necessarily project it all the time. It is certainly how we think. If I land on your profile and you're only talking about you, I'm not interested. But if you are sharing content with me that I that I can find helpful, I'm interested. So I'll watch your your post and what happens. And my recommendation is this: use the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, you should share just helpful content. And I understand in the legal space, you got to be careful. You've got confidentiality clauses in place all day long. You can still give advice, and I understand there's limits there, but you could give basic advice that will show value. So, for example, Nick, 
is it possible for you to quickly share how someone can go on to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office and see how they can see if their mark is held or not? Definitely. You know, I, yeah. could, I could give the URL that they need to type in. I could tell them the, the links they need to click and tell them how to put together a basic search. Yeah. So if you were to share that with me, and you and I've talked about this, this is something that I've been doing lately. I would find that very interesting. And if you shared other other things 80% of the time that was helpful, when you get to that 20% of the time and you're selling, I'm going to be more interested. I'm going to pay attention. So what does that look like? That's four posts are just helpful content. One post is selling. If you're posting twice a week, that means for two weeks, you're just sharing helpful content. The first post of the third week, you're selling, right? You can say, call if you need help with reserving that, that mark, this is how I can help you. So you can then list, and I'm going to pay attention because now you've been, you haven't been selling, you have credibility. So 80% of the time, quality content, one, uh, and then 20% of the time you can, you can sell, uh, you can talk about why you're great. If you do that, I'm not going to turn you off. I'm absolutely not going to turn you off because I know you're going to sell, but if you're not, you don't just don't sell all the time. That's the ratio to play. If you're in, and on LinkedIn, this is something really important. And Nick, this just happened last week. Um, a, a friend of mine, he's a, he uh, owns his own HVAC company. They ran, his company ran a social media promotion, you know, air conditioned tune up with 20% off, whatever, right? And they put it on link, uh, excuse me, they put it on uh, Facebook and Nextdoor and all those. There's a good example of knowing where your audience is. Nextdoor is a good place for an HVAC company. Anyway, they posted that promotion there and it did well. They got a lot of attention. The company decided, let's go ahead and put it on the owner's LinkedIn profile. Because if it worked over here, well, it'll work well on LinkedIn. He said he lost 100 followers or 100 uh, connections. They dumped him after he started trying to sell on his feed. So understanding LinkedIn is a little different than Facebook. I think Facebook in some ways can be more forgiving. Plus, it's a lot more clogged with other data. On LinkedIn, share quality information 80% of the time, and then 20% of the time you can sell. It amazes me, uh, Mark, how... People who I've never met will try to connect with you, connect with me on LinkedIn, oh, yeah. and they come out swinging with uh, yep. with uh, sales pitches. I'm like, I don't know you. Uh, you haven't established your credibility. It's um, it's something. Well, as far as uh, as as uh, company pages, you mentioned those with respect to Facebook, and I, you know, there's company pages on LinkedIn. Right. Uh, what can what can someone do to inc- engage an audience and get more people to follow their page without paying for advertising? Good. Um, by the way, I got to mention before I answer that, you're talking about people coming out swinging. Mm-hmm. They do this all the time on LinkedIn messaging, right? That inner messaging, and I always call it. It's like people are coming in. You know, they're they're coming in for the kiss before they've even taken me out on a date, right? So, you know, you, you definitely got it. You need to feed us and talk to us a little bit before you, before you go that far. All right. When it comes to a company page, here's the gig. The number one way that you can grow followers on your company page is once a month, have everybody that's in the organization that you trust, um, have them as admins on your company page. So, for example, Nick, you, there's, in your firm, how many, how many lawyers, how many people are in your organization? 
we have nine attorneys and almost as many uh, staff. So let's take those. Let's take the nine attorneys and and just thinking about numbers and the and the number of people that'll will help you with this. Out of those that number, you probably come up with ten people that you can make admins on the company page, and every single one of them needs to go to the company page. And there's a place on there where you can ask people to follow the page. They need to go in and ask people to follow the page on their own profile, and they're asking their own connections to do that. This is the easiest way to grow the number of followers on the page because those folks, they know you, they're engaged, they see that you're requesting to follow your page. And you know what? If you've got good credibility, they're going to do that. That's the number one easiest way. That number resets, you can do 100 per month. So you put 100 requests out per month. If you request, let's say on the first of the month, you, you ask for 100 people to follow your page. A week later, 50 have already followed the page. You can't ask for another 50 that month. It's just every, roughly at the beginning of the month, they just reset it back to 100 no matter where you were. So you could keep up with it through the month. I'm just saying from a time management perspective, just do it at the beginning of the month and get your whole team and you have a, whatever that early monthly meeting you have. Say, okay, everybody go, make sure you go to LinkedIn and request people to follow the page. That's the first thing. The next one is push quality content to the company page. Don't just promote, promote, promote. Same rule is there. In fact, what I like to suggest is the company page should just be helpful and then get everybody in the organization to like or comment. Don't share. Don't share anything off the company page. There are three buttons on the bottom of a post in LinkedIn. It's like it, comment, or share. The reason you don't want to share and, and they were supposed to change the algorithm. I don't think they've done this. Is Once you share it, you break the post in pieces. One piece of that post sits on your profile and one piece sits on the company page and they don't really help each other. So the algorithm and the, the engagement on the company page is almost like it's on an island. If you comment or like it, what will happen is it will push everything to focus on that post. And if that post is getting more and more likes and more people are seeing it and it and because you like it it pushes it to your own feed it will make that post more potent right that's what you want you want eyes on the post so that's how you do it like it or comment don't share and get as many people in your organization to do it it will make the it'll it'll grow your audience and the audience will find that the content is great they're going to start following that company page that's what I would recommend. That's the easiest way to grow your followers without having to pay. Content is really extremely important. Sharing stuff and what I would do, and, and Nick, we, let's go back to strategy, right? We got that strategic plan. We know who our audience is. We get down to the tactics and that tactic, one of those columns is what are the topics we can talk about that are, that's not going to, you know, that's not uh, going to, upset the regulators, right? And, and I know we're talking about a lot of industries, so that's why I bring out regulators. Let's not upset the regulators. Let's not upset any of our clients. But what do those topics look like? And let's divide up, you know, you've got nine lawyers. All right, all nine of you need to come up with three things that you can talk about. You could push it to the person that manages the page. They got three things that each lawyer is sharing. You put it in the database. They can push that out to social media for the month. And when you start the next month, give me three more topics. And you're constantly, you're just sharing content. You're not selling at all. 
you'd be amazed at how many people will start following the page because it's quality stuff. You want, you know, business people want to hear from a law firm that deals with business topics because that's just awesome content. And it doesn't have to be long, doesn't have to be intense, just has to be accurate. Excellent. Well, uh, Mark, something interesting you said about the the share, you know, avoiding it from the company page because it kind of breaks the chain. Is the same true if an individual posts, uh, you know, something and then someone subsequently shares it? Same rules apply. Okay. Never share on LinkedIn, only comment or like. Okay. Uh, so when you share, you're, uh, you're not helping, even if you think that you are. Right. It's, it, it's a lot of people do it and they're thinking about Facebook and in Facebook, it's great. Mm-hmm. Facebook has different rules on LinkedIn. It's it, it breaks it into parts. Okay. That's, that's good to know. Well, Mark, you've shared a lot of great stuff this morning. Uh, what final advice uh, uh, for our young lawyer listeners uh, do you have as far as you know, getting the most out of LinkedIn? One of the things that I, that is important for all of us to remember is that LinkedIn used to be the place to get a job, right? I got to be on LinkedIn because if somebody's going to offer me a job, it's got to be there. LinkedIn is turning into the professional database. It is where people go to find people that they can do business with that satisfy a need. And it's starting to change more and more, especially with all of us pretty much working from home. Uh, A lot of the lawyers in this group may not be working exclusively from home, but a lot of your clients are. They're going to LinkedIn to try to find someone who can give them a solution. LinkedIn is doing that more and more often, and you've got to understand why. LinkedIn made a lot of money from the recruiters of the world. Recruiters are not recruiting. There are no jobs to fill. So what LinkedIn has decided is they're going to start focusing on getting the individuals to pay and to have a uh, to, to get on a paid plan. How do they do that? Make it a robust database, make it someplace where you can go and find someone. So if I go in there, Nick, and I look for a patent and trademark lawyer, you should show up on my feed. You should be one of the first people that come up. How do you do that? Go to your headline, make sure you have those words in your headline, patent and trademark lawyer. Uh, that needs to be there because that'll help you show up. So make sure your LinkedIn profile is robust. Make sure you have described in your headline all the words that people will use to find you. And then just sit there and, and make sure you're sharing great content. And you're going to find people will start to find you on LinkedIn. Mark my words, when you listen to this podcast today, if you do a, a little do a page mark or, or, or save it as a favorite, you come back in five years, it, you're going to say, absolutely, that guy was totally right. I am exclusively using LinkedIn to find other people to do business with. Good stuff. I, I know I'm going to bookmark it. Uh, <laughs> I hope so. Mark, uh, for all our, our listeners out there, where can they find you? Nick, thanks for asking. If anyone would like help with any of this, because we're a full service social media agency and we do help on LinkedIn, we can get your profile up to speed. We can help your company page. We can grow the followers on that company page, as well as on Facebook and Instagram. If there's all of the social media systems out there, if you need help with that, we would love to have an opportunity to talk to you. Let's see if we can help you. And the way to reach out to us, you can find us anywhere online at epresence.me. That's epresence.me because it's all about you. Or you can track us down on any social media platform. We have a universal social media handle, epresence.me. So epresence.me, no dots or dashes for the social media handles anywhere. Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever. That's our handle everywhere, which by the way, is a great tip. All of you should do the same thing. So track us down there. We'd love to talk to you. (laughs) Well, Mark, um, I appreciate you coming out and I know our listeners do as well. You've shared uh, excellent content today. Great. 
And, uh, and I, I think our, our listeners are going to get a lot out of this. Uh, as to our listeners, thank you all for listening to Young Gunners from the Texas Young Lawyers Association. Don't forget to check out other episodes available on our website, tyla.org, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a topic you want to hear about, email us at tyla at texasbar.com or send us a tweet at at texyounglawyers using the hashtag younggutners. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. We hope you join us for another episode. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.